everybody. Welcome to episode one, where we interviewed Yvonne Lugo, Senior Director of Operations at Edwards Life Sciences. On this episode, he shared his career journey as an engineer from Puerto Rico to California, provided strategies for developing and managing a team, and emphasized the importance of making it personal. Hope you enjoy. Hi, welcome to What the Tech Am I Doing? My name's Dahlia Larian, and for our first episode, we have Yvonne Lugo as our guest. Welcome, Yvonne. Hi, thank you, Deli. So, Ivan, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yep, um, my name is Ivan Lugo. I currently am the Senior Director for um, Operations in Edwards Life Sciences. And um, I'm originally from Puerto Rico, born and raised, and um, I'm a mechanical engineer um, by uh, schooling and moved to the States on and off for the last, um, I guess, 16 years. And now I've landed in a company. I've been with Edwards about seven years and it's been Great pleasure since I joined. So if you could talk about how your past experiences have gotten you to the position you have now. Yeah, so um, many things that you plan that you don't plan, right? And so, <laughs> so originally, um, uh, I, I was always really good in math and science, right? And, and um, I had leadership positions in school, which I knew was going to be something around technical management. I did um, go to college and um, um, got mechanical engineering in, in University of Puerto Rico. From a schooling standpoint, participated in many projects, co-ops, and all that. And, um, and when I graduated, um, um, I, I decided to uh, explore new opportunities. And one of the offers um, I got um, coming out of college was a college, uh, um, college rotation with four more companies. So I packed my bags and decided to go back to Michigan, go to Michigan. And, um, and at that point, I, during my rotational program, um, did many things from R&D to operations, uh, project management, so on and so forth. Um, but I guess the biggest, biggest thing there was moving to a new, new country, right? Um, Michigan. First time I was in, in, in the um, uh, Midwest. Uh, the weather is a little bit different than Puerto Rico. <laughs> I didn't know as many people. So it was actually the first time in my life that, um, I was not comfortable with the surroundings and um, started learning a lot more about that part of me um, and establishing uh, different relationships, uh, learning uh, from scratch, uh, um, automotive industry, which I, I, I didn't have no um, experience. Uh, but I did have also the opportunity to um, start doing my master's in engineering management in UFM. So um, in Puerto Rico, obviously I had my support group, my family, my friends, so I was always busy in Michigan was not necessarily the case. So I kind of got really, really busy really quickly um, and uh, started doing my master's as I was going, um, uh, working full time. Um, graduated uh, from it, uh, engineering management. And it was a great, um, it was a great um, um, match for me between what I was doing for, what I was doing um, and learning in school and what you know, ended up being my, actually, uh, my current job. But at that point, uh, my wife who, uh, we were high school sweethearts, uh, graduated, and um, um, it was a good time to get married. So uh, <laughs> we decided to get married, and um, um, there was a good opportunity to go back to Puerto Rico into the medical industry, um, which since I've been, um, I've been in love with. So I moved to, uh, back to Puerto Rico and started working for a company called, called Guidant, um, who was mostly CRM, cardiac rhythm management. Um, and from there, I started getting more um, management um, um, roles, 
And I very much enjoy that part. I feel really bad about the people that, uh, that I manage because I learn with them, but they talk. <laughs> and um, uh, to this day, I, I, I'm, I'm super grateful of those opportunities. Um, up until 2007, which um, um, one, one person I, uh, I used to work with, he was actually my manager, uh, moved to California into a startup company called um, Cameron Health. And there was an opportunity there to, um, to move to California and, um, and, and have a senior manager role, uh, creating a new team. And that sounded interesting. California looked amazing. <laughs> uh, came over and, and fell in love with the place and um, fell in love with the company and what they, they stood for and the product. And it was just a big challenge. So um, it, drew, it drew me to it. And um, um, work on it, met amazing people as well, and um, learn a lot from both technical and leadership roles, which um, um, took me to like, uh, we sold the company, sold the company, uh, launched the product, uh, the product the product did great from a quality reliability standpoint. Um, it was just about the people, right? And so, so when we sold the company, we made the decision to stay here in California. And that's where I joined, that's where I joined Edwards. And I've been, I've been here since. You mentioned a lot of switches from Puerto Rico to Michigan, back to Puerto Rico, California, and different job opportunities. How were you weighing those options, especially as you started, then you had your wife, and as you started to get a family, to decide if you want to make that switch and what decisions and factors did you consider? I think for me, was I was always curious and... Um, I always like the challenge. So it was a little bit of um, really understanding what those opportunities were, what opportunities meant uh, for the industry at the time, for the community at the time. Uh, that's one of the reasons I went back to Puerto Rico. Um, but at the same time, it was, it was the thrill of, can I actually pull this off? You know? um, am I gonna do good um, where I go? Why am I gonna learn from it? Why, what am I gonna be able to, um, to contribute? So. I think those are the three main things I always assess is, is this something I can actually contribute? You know, um, it is something I'm going to learn a lot. And, you know, is there something um, outside of the work that I'm going to be able to also have an impact um, and learn? And I think that explains a little bit of the movement between industries as well as um, our locations. Is there anything you wish you would have done differently, especially knowing what you know now compared to fresh out of college? Oh, lots. <laughs> like, you don't have enough time in this interview over <laughs> all of those. But a few, a few that, um, a few that I learned is, is to truly listen more. There's a lot of people that you don't, you don't realize throughout your career that they truly care about you. And, um, and I could have listened more and perhaps react um, earlier in my career to some of the feedback I was getting um, that, you know, at the end of the day, um, it was it was for me to, to become a better leader or, or a better engineer and all that. Um, second, which you know, I always I always when I talk to a lot of people like you, yourself and others, like what is your end goal? What is, what is that end state? I think I never thought about it in that context, and I is perhaps why I use it so much now in in coaching. Um, because if I if I knew what I wanted to be, you know, at the top of my career, um, I, I would have navigated through it potentially more efficiently. Um, not sure I would have changed anything that I would have, you know, um, 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 that I did in my career, but it would have been crispier um, and I would have perhaps focused on other areas 
as I, I develop in the, in the different roles. So I guess understanding better the end game, listening more um, 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 through it. And uh, last, last one, I would say, have a better, have a better balance uh, between um, you know, work and, and personal life and community, which is something that as, you know, when you're young, you know, there's enough hours in the day. Um, as you grow older, <laughs> there's, there's, there's less. Um, so you gotta make those, that conscious decision um, more as, as you grow older. I feel like at first, especially when you start your career, you're just like, Let me, I'll do my work and I'll do it well and hopefully I'll get noticed. And that is a huge part of it, obviously. But then one piece that I hadn't considered until you started mentoring me in the sense was, okay, where do you want to go? And then be a little more strategic and purposeful with your actions and what you're doing. Because I feel like now that you get the end goal in mind, what you're doing in your day-to-day -day then becomes all towards something or your purpose or your passion and, and where you want to go, which is really helpful because I think before I was just like, I'll just do my work and that'll be good. That'll be great. And people, it'll eventually speak for itself, which it does. But, but I feel like that's only one piece of that puzzle. So in your role, especially as we're talking about knowing where you want to be and what you should do to get there, what are important experiences and qualities that you think for a senior director in an operations position like yourself? The one that always, always helps me out is being honest. Like, I will tell you, you have something to say, I'll tell you absolutely, and I'll, <laughs> um, but at the same time, when I don't know, I'll tell you, I have no idea. Um, let me let me double check and um, and about it. Talk to the people that actually know. So um, being honest always, always helps a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and and um, the other thing that always helps um, it's is the network. So so not network in the sense of I'm going to utilize all these people to my advantage, but all the contrary is value um, those experiences you had with all these people. Like again, to this day, I still I'm still in touch with people from back from Ford and Guidance and all these places because we I think we're able to find um, experiences. Um, that got us together, and so I valued that those relationships and network um, in, in my entire life. I, I can give you a lot, a lot of different details, but you know, hardworking, right? You you always talk about that. Like, no, nobody's argue with a hard worker person, and we're you're fully committed. And and in many cases, I remember um, when I was a younger engineer, we will we will overdo it, overdo it like one, two, three a.m. You know, and similar stories. <laughs> that's okay, and, and and that's perfectly fine. You do it, you know, once in a while when it's needed. Um, absolutely, because it gets personal. A lot of people will tell you, oh, but you should not take it personal. I I actually disagree with that. I don't think you should get um emotional on on a level that is not productive. But you know, you don't put twelve, fourteen hours, sixteen hours, or back to back days unless this is personal. This is something that is in your heart that you really care for. Because um, not, not, no boss in the world, I'll tell you right now, will, will motivate you enough to tell you, yeah, you got to work 14-hour days, Saturday, Sunday. It's a personal decision everybody makes. So all these things um, um, are, are really personal. So I think those are the things I would tell you. Is value people in those networks, being honest. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's personal. It's, it's fine. Uh, for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I feel like especially in our industry, I mean, if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to enjoy all those hours you're putting in, but we have a good purpose and passion and reason to come to work and dedicate. So I feel like 
it does at some point start to get personal because you're like, no, I'm here because I want to help. And, yeah. You know, yeah. really make an impact. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one, one personal, um, one of those personal ones. Remember when Cameron Hell, um, the device was um, undergoing clinical studies and um, our device, what it did, it was, it was way less invasive than anything out there. Okay. So it was an implantable defibrillator. Typically um, they have leads that go into people's hearts and those, and those leads last anywhere between 10 to 15 years. And um, you got to remove some of those leads. Some of them you can leave them out. Some of them you can remove them. The removal of those leads is, is, is pretty traumatic. Okay. So um, our CEO, Jay Warren, one of the leaders I respect the most and will ever do, um, he uh, had a, this weekly meeting where we will talk about small company, right? Startup company. We were at this time, I think about 140 employees and this worldwide, right? So everybody knew everybody and their neighbor. And <laughs> so um, he got this, um, we're doing clinical, clinical trials and he got this email from this father, okay? This is, this is um, a father that um, asking, hey, any chance um, we can get um, our daughter uh, to, uh, to get the device? He explained a little bit uh, what was going on and you know, without getting into many details, um, he, he, made a, he made a team decision. He, he came back and said, this is, this is what I was asked. You know, a father communicated with me and said he wanted to do this. And, um, and obviously we didn't navigate the um, regulatory and legal system for it. But I think his question was more, are you guys sure this thing's going to work, right? <laughs> um, and I'll tell you, the only reason we're all, we were all in into it, and, and, the, and, the, and the answer was very, very straightforward, was because it was personal to us. Like, we would, we would really challenge um, each other and, and push us to limits that, that otherwise we wouldn't have. So we were very confident on that device, and, um, and, and we finally um, um, said yes. So, so um, when, when we did, <laughs> you can only imagine, we did all the traceability review of every component <laughs> that went into this thing, right? So um, um, we, we, we set out and um, we took a picture of everybody in the manufacturing plant, which were probably about 65, with a sign um, uh, saying like, um, we're here for you, right? For the little Oh, group. that's awesome. So, um, <laughs> so we went out and um, you know, a few weeks later, we received a picture uh, from her um, after surgery uh, saying thank you. And if, if that's not personal, like <laughs> that's as personal as it gets. So e every time that, you know, we had doubt, we needed to do something different for the device. I will remember the girl and, and the many hundreds and thousands of patients that get this um, every day. Right? So um, absolutely great, great um, environment, great industry to be um, in, in making that personal connection with what you do day in, day out and what you're truly doing uh, for our patients and customers. That's an amazing story. I love that. Especially when you get to see the impact of all your hard work and be like, oh, that's the life for helping and I love that. I like at ours, so they'll do, you know, patient day where you get to speak to the patients and I feel like a lot of medical device companies are doing that now because you go into medical devices because you want to help them. So being able to make that connection between your work and seeing the impact is awesome. That's amazing. It's priceless. It's those kids that now are being able to be raised with their grandparents or their parents or their mm -hmm. uncles um, that otherwise they wouldn't, you know, it's not only the kid that you save is 
is yeah. that whole, is that whole package. So all, all in all, when you think community, um, the medical industry, we're all in healthcare, um, improve community um, um, greatly. It's just it's difficult to quantify, right? Um, that aspect yeah. of the benefit, um, but it's there. It's it's absolutely there. That's why it's got to be personal, right? Whoever tells you, well, don't take it personal, like, <laughs> it's very much personal. So you said that boss you had was your CEO at. Yeah. You said that was your one of the best leaders you experienced. Why is that? So um, Jay is very unique. You know, he he was like one of the best engineers I know, and he's actually had an MD degree. So he was he was born for this. But I think um um so just personal traits, right? He he will always straight talker. Right, he will not sugarcoat it for you. Um, he'll be very respectful, and um, and, and and that's it. And um, he was also very accountable. Um, he always said that it stops and ends with him. Like he's accountable for all of us, all our patients, everything we do. And and inevitably, you know that that trickles down to the organization. So um, that that's amazing. Um, I think another thing that um, that for me was was priceless was. He was always there for us. So I'll tell you like a funny part and then like a more serious part. But the funny part is for in your birthday, he will be the first one to text you. Okay. He, oh. he will not sleep. He, he, so <laughs> he'll text you at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Okay. So not every your mom or dad or, or your significant other will say happy birthday before him. And um, you got to appreciate those things, those little details. Mm-hmm. He really cares. This day, I have the privilege to talk to him, you know, once in a while and, and check on him. Me being from Puerto Rico, every time there is a hurricane or, or now earthquakes, um, text me. You know, I can predict that he's going to text me to ask about my family. That's so awesome. that personal connection is mm-hmm. untypical of a CEO, um, at least at our level, you know, um, mm-hmm. with their staff and the, and the closer ones. But to our level, in the, in the engineering manager level, um, it wasn't. So um, he set an example for me. I, I try to, I'm not even as close as good as he is, but um, that inspired me a lot to, um, to up our game. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the technical standpoint, um, there were issues. You know, medical devices, there are issues because things are not perfect. Um, yeah, uh, you try to make it as perfect as possible, um, but it never is. Um, that being said, Every time there was an issue, and, and we had big issues, um, he will always be there for us, and and he will always bring um, this calm demeanor to it, and say like, guys, we're gonna figure it out. There's no question about that. That's he'll start doing that. Uh, but now we need to start with the facts. So what are the facts? And simplify it in a way that we were able to overcome every single issue. Um, he made us better engineers, um, and um, and problem solving. I learned most of my problem solving uh, from, from his guidance. And obviously, you know, it's not only his guidance because he brings that in, the staff brings it in. And he was so strong um, in, in, in Cameron overall that, uh, that we all got really, really good at it. But it was that, that environment that he created about there's a big issue. We're going to resolve it. Let's get the facts. And then um, you have the right people. So with the right people, you can really solve pretty much anything, you know. So um, I will never forget about about him in that context and that's something i use all the time perhaps not as good as as he did but um i i strive to use it because it it proved to be um super effective how do you go about that you've said you try and 
emulate what he's taught you and bring that into your own team. And I've, I've seen you bring it into your team now and then your, your role slightly shifted recently. And so one, how you brought that into your teams in the past, but also bringing it into um, kind of your new team now. Yeah, so no, thanks, thanks for the feedback. Really appreciate it. Um, it it's, I don't know, there, there's a few elements there, right? Um, I think first element is I've been blessed with great leaders through my career. And um, I've always appreciated that um, type of environment. Um, and I've always been in environments that are not like that. And I hated myself um, during those environments. Um, and I left those companies um, very quickly. So so um, for me was was being there and experience how it feels to be involved in both cultures. Um, it's, it's more important for some people than in others. So I think um, that takes care of, of, of half of it. Um, so, but uh, I also had the opportunity, uh, like I said before, to work in areas where I get to pick my team, you know, and that's a little bit of cheating. Uh, because, <laughs> uh, but um, it's easier when, 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 you, when you have felt um, what you want to achieve. So all to say that you, you got to be in a place that you're safe, right? That you're going to make mistakes, you're going to fail, and it's perfectly fine. So the moment you hear that, then you'll take more risk, I assure you. So um, I am a risk taker and I appreciate a lot of people that take a lot of risk because that's what truly pushes the boundaries and create and make a difference. Um, without risk, you don't, you don't change. You don't actually change. You got to take that risk. So I think first and foremost is that is people need to be safe um, um, from a personal standpoint, from a professional standpoint, um, and uh, let them do their thing. Um, second one is, is the people part of it is we spend a lot of hours at work. And, and, and many times um, during business trips, right? And, um, and those weeks, you see more of the people you work with than, than your own family. Um, so it's got to be good people. And that's, and that's a very controversial thing to say, right? Because, okay, so you're going to tell me that everybody in your team is good people. I don't know. I thought so. I try to. And I make a conscious decision to make sure that if somebody you can communicate clearly, that they don't feel that they're superior than anybody else, that they're respectful. Um, I think respect is, is important. Um, yeah, that there's, that there's huge diversity that, um, they're very different from each other so that they have different angles, the different cultures, um, you know, orientations, whatever you want to call it, they gotta be super different, but they've gotta be good people. Right. And, um, in my interviews, I talk a lot about their families, right? So, you know, what's your family? What, what do you like doing? What do you, you know, they're great. The, the, one of the, um, Edwards, uh, I think strengths is, um, the screening process. So from schooling and grades and all that, people that make it to an interview with any of us, they're like top, right? So yeah. for my thing is more about that is, okay, who are we hiring from a personal standpoint? What are their values? What are their morals? And it's very difficult to do that on, a, on an interview. But um, that's one of my strengths is, is I kind of get the, the feeling, the vibe. Okay, so I, I kind of understand what this person's priorities are. And... Um, Honesty. I always, I always ask about failure. So, what, what have you failed, and how, how did it feel, and you know, how, you, how will you recover? You know, you have to fail. Like people that do not fail, don't succeed that much either. Um, you gotta feel it. You gotta feel failure so that it's a challenge for yourself. You can pick up yourself and move on with the next one. So, um, I think it all goes down to that. To, to safe environment. They gotta be highly capable. That goes without saying. But safe environment. 
good people, respectful, so that they can get along, and then ultimately um, to work together. Because you know, if if you're able to get that far, then if I can do if, if I do my part, which is make sure you have everything you need, you you need to be successful, the priorities are clear, and and everybody knows that we're all accountable for all these things. Mm-hmm. Then that takes care of itself. Then that that becomes what you're seeing, where yeah. everybody helps each other. Nope. Like, when have you felt they need to come to me and say, "Hey, can I help Brett or can I help Geraldine?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't matter because ultimately, I know that all those guys, Brett and Geraldine and, and Jake and you know, all the fantastic people that we have are gonna help you out. So it 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 that's beautiful. That that's right there definition of um, teamwork and what it truly is gonna get us. Um, and, and not us, but any team that thinks like that to the, to the next, to the very next level. And I feel like one of the things, I mean, within your team, but with other teams who work with your team, the feedback that I've always heard is, you know, the culture we have and the camaraderie, like everyone's friends and respects each other and are people you want to actually have and care about. Um, but then also you you and the other leadership really empower the young engineers um, and young professionals coming in. And that's something that I've noticed that not all teams do. Um, I guess what, how do you go about that in empowering people early in their careers? Well, it's, 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 um, it's, it's going to sound really selfish, but I still say it is you've got to play with, with everybody's strengths. You know, that's it. It doesn't matter how, how senior you are, how new you are, is there's there's huge generational differences. Huge. And you can see it, and you know, we're kind of on the older side, but then you have all these generations that follow that that are different. And that difference is, is beautiful because there's some strengths out of those differences. That's why you have to empower everybody so that they know what the goal is and, and what do, do people normally do? they'll bring the strengths to the game in order to get there. So if, if you start focusing on, um, on like a, a engineer right out of school uh, because they don't have the experience, then you're not utilizing their strengths either. So, so for me, it's way easier to um, detect um, and manage the deficiencies, right? Experience. Well, how do I experience? Well, a partner, that new engineer, somebody with more experience, right? That, that, that I solved the experience issue um, right away. Um, and then um, the different styles, right? Um, like we were talking about the other day, you cannot just have a bunch of D's getting stuffed on because they're, they're going to miss 75% of the stuff. And I am a D and I'm recognizing this. So, so, so you, you play to people's strengths and you create the best outcome. One. Two, their motivation level goes up because now they're doing what they're really good at. Yep. But on that way, it's got to be very, very, um, very conscious. So I spend a lot of time, a lot of time talking to, to the Abduls and um, 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 the Chucks and, and, and kind of our, our leadership team um, about, about our people right? and people in other teams. Um, and it's about, so what is, what is Dali's next opportunity? You know, she looks bored there. She's killing it. How do we challenge her more? So, um, so there's a balance between, okay, so we're going to continue to play with her strengths, but if she wants to get up here, right, that she already said that this is what the um, um, you know, top of the chain um, goal is, what things can we complement through those experiences so that she also improves 
um, here area that is easier to improve. So um, that's super fun for me. It's very difficult and challenging because a lot of things need to come together, like timing and opportunities and the right projects, the right crew. Um, so so um, it's as simple as that. Is is by utilizing everybody's strengths, um, you win, and and you win <laughs> in getting it done, creating the experiences. People get motivated. Great environment. A lot of good energy. So it's 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 all around. Yeah. I love that. Do you have any advice for, or what's the most important piece of advice you could give young professionals early in their careers? So, um, I, 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 I'm now learning this, you know, so it's not, I'm an expert in this one, but I, I think a few, um, the, the, the most important one I think is, is being honest with yourself. You know? So a lot of people start talking about, well, I want to, I want to do this or that engineering or whatever. Um, and, and to be honest with you, one of the bigger things is you want to make good money, right? That's fine. I mean, you don't have to hide that. You know, it's a, everybody wants to make good money. Some people like the flexibility better, but be honest, right? Because there's a lot of different ways to make good money. You know, you don't, you don't have to use the typical um, um, roles uh, or positions that, that, that apparently give you money. And that's a very important thing. <laughs> Um, because, and then you start, you, you, you become an engineer and, and yeah, you'll make money, but you'll miserable the rest of your life. So, so one of the things I, I've been focusing a lot more, which is very, very challenging, at least for me is, is happiness, right? So, so, okay, so what the hell is that? And how do you measure it? And how do you do all of these things? Ultimately, I've been talking to, um, this gentleman called, um, Van Caesar and, um, um, amazing, uh, amazing individual. And um, he's really honest. He will tell you things that you will not like. Um, <laughs> but he's really honest also about um, um, make sure that you're happy. That you as a person, okay? Then as a leader of this and that and, uh, you know, member of community all that stuff. But you as a person. So, so I, I, I've, been, I've been trying to, um, on, on the one-on-ones and on the other areas, ask like, are you happy? Right? And that's an odd thing. So what do you mean? with my wife and like no like <laughs> general like with your life and um and more importantly from a work standpoint is how is this that we're doing you know day in day out um playing into your happiness because i think there's some flexibilities there um um that that everybody and all the leaders can do um around around happiness including coaching um in in mentorships and and change of jobs you know um change of directions change of teams change of um change of time zones, um, change of countries. There's a lot of things that, um, that we as a company, and we're very blessed you know, in that sense, that we can do to help in, in their happiness. Why is happiness important? Beyond the obvious part, is because if, if, if you're happier, you're a better resource you know, at work. But if you're happier, you're also um, a better father or a better brother or son, you name it. And all along, you know, if, if you're happier on those things, um, you're probably better member of your community as well. Mm-hmm. So, so we start mixing um, um, those things in the in the larger context of um, of life. Then, then if you're happy, you make other people's lives happier, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe even um, those people start helping others being happier. And, and think about that. <laughs> Think about that, especially, you know, in, in, in some of the circumstances we are today with COVID and, um, and, and, you know, the downside in the economy on that is 
attitude is huge mm-hmm. in everything you do. And you're one of the best examples of that, right? The attitude is contagious. It doesn't matter how big deal it is. But a lot of what you bring to the table starts um, with, 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 your, with your attitude. And, um, and then the environment um, um, that creates your attitude around yourself, it's just of happiness. Um, how do you measure it? It's, right? It's, it's difficult. Yeah. It starts with smiles. You smile a lot. And, um, and, and when you smile, a lot of people around you smile a lot too. Um, the opposite is true. And, and what you said um, before about, you know, I come into a room, um, now I'm way more um, um, cognizant of, of the energy I'm bringing. Because I'll tell you, I'm not happy all the time, right? So sometimes <laughs> when I walk to those meetings, I just had a horrible <laughs> discussion yeah. with somebody. But, but um, I, I acknowledge that, that it's contagious, right? And, yeah. and the opposite is true. So um, choosing the right words, which is something I, I, I've been working on a lot, um, uh, creates that environment. It, it, no, no doubt about it. Um, so, so, so happiness. So the two things is be honest um, in your career. Are you truly enjoying that? Are you enjoying the paycheck more? Because I can guarantee to you that you can get the same paycheck with something that makes you happier. Um, be honest with what you're doing, where, where you want to go, um, um, and, and check yourself and, and hold yourself accountable to make sure you're honest with what you're doing. Um, and then second, um, it's happiness. I think that's, 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 the, that's the goal and the focus um, is, is happiness. It starts with you and those closer to you around, and then it's, it's larger circles. So um, the more of that we can get, the, the better the better teams we have, the better companies, the better um, communities, and then everybody wins. Yeah, that's a really good point. No, that's something, especially during the COVID times and the quarantining that I feel like I've always my whole life just been a naturally happy person. And then now when it's just you and your thoughts and like your roommates or your family and your example, you start to really think about, it's like you'll get in your thoughts or something you're like, why am I feeling this way? And I've had to really look inside myself and be like, okay, like why am I maybe, why did that situation make me unhappy? And then really like, it'll take me like a week to break something down. And then like a week later, I'm like, ah, that was it. Okay. We're good again. And slowly I've noticed learning a lot about myself, but it's stuff that I never even had to think about before. And so I feel like this is, good or bad, giving me an opportunity to really understand myself and figure out like what truly makes me happy. And, you know, um, it's interesting and that, that book you recommended has actually helped. So it is, it is, it is, you're a person first, right? Even though you put 75% of your hours in work, you're truly a person first. (laughs) So so, um, that's going to drive everything else, you know, from Mm -hmm. health. If you're, if you're working too much and, and you're not yeah. taking care of yourself from a health standpoint, you know, that's, it's going to blow up. It's going to blow up. Um, yeah. Also, when you're, you know, my age, I mean, if you're younger, but nevertheless, it's going to happen. Oh, so, yeah. so happiness from that perspective um, is as important. You, yeah. you got to balance out that whole package. Um, and and um, the ripple effect of that in your work uh, will be uh, more promotions and, and, you know, more responsibilities and happier type of work and um yeah and i think that that accelerates your career right ultimately yeah. i know that the context of business that is well how you you know how you navigate through it and and and, and get to 
you know, more higher leadership roles and, and all that stuff. And, and that's important. But what I've learned is that um, you're more efficient and effective on it when, when you look at it from the personal and from, from, from your person perspective and not like um, the engineer that just graduated, the one from his, you know, director in five years. Right? Mm -hmm. It's more natural when you think about it from the context of, of yourself and um, how popular you are, how well you're eating, how many vacations you're taking, how much you're smiling, how much you're enjoying what you're doing, um, yeah. or otherwise how much energy this, this thing is sucking out of your life. Yeah. Uh, right? No, this is awesome. I feel like we've had great conversations, so I'm really happy. I wish we could just keep going. Uh, <laughs> but I think we have a lot of good stuff that I've learned and hopefully other people will get out of this one. Um, and I'm glad to have you as our first guest, because I feel like you've been a really good mentor and a friend to me. So I really appreciate you coming on and speaking to me and hopefully being able to share the mentorship that you've given me to hopefully other people out there who are still learning and early in their careers and looking for a good mentor like yourself to give them advice. Uh, thank you. Uh, you're, you're the nicest. It's, it's, you, make it, <laughs> you make it very easy. You know, um, and it's always a pleasure uh, for me be able to collaborate and, and learn from, from from you guys as well. And there's no reason that you know um, you guys go over this exact same mistakes that that people like 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 me have done, because um, it's just you know um, inefficient and ineffective. <laughs> the more I can share, uh, the better for 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 you, for me, for everybody, as well as some of the things that have worked well. Um, so thank you for the opportunity. I very much enjoy this. Be happy to um, do it again anytime. But um, but I know you have a bunch of other. Um, um, uh, you know, peers and, and mentors and, and amazing people that will have an amazing perspective. So, but thank you for the initiative. I think this will be extremely helpful yeah. and um, um, I wish you the best. Thank you for watching. We hope you learned something new today. Please subscribe to our YouTube and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and links below. And comment if you have questions you'd like to be featured on the next episode. And see you next time on What the Tech Am I Doing?